Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the dinner table. I am super excited. I'm always excited, but I'm like especially excited tonight because I have my friend Sarah Longoria with me for dinner tonight. Sarah, hello, and welcome to the table. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here with you. The thing that I've been trying to figure out all of these years with the farm and where we're going with the farm and what the plan is, and we've talked about this stuff at the dinner table for many months and weeks. Where's Aislinn going with the farm? What is the stuff that's going to be, what's going to stick? Yeah. You know, because I started doing like farm to table dinners out here, like full blown farm to table dinners. And that just didn't feel like super comfortable. And I, and I definitely garden and grow vegetables. But sure. as I told you tonight, like people don't buy vegetables, you know, I buy vegetables. Thank you. So I'm not people. Well, I have I'm met, special. I've talked about the 1% <laughs> and we like, we, I, that's us, the vegetable <laughs> buyers. The vegetable buyers, we're the 1%. Um, but it's finding the niche that works the best for me. And one of the things that I have always really been drawn to is this kind of like community, communal, commune, mm -hmm. although commune's not exactly right, but kind yeah. of a feeling of that. Yeah. And this idea, I think, is really going to kind of take us a little bit more down that path. It's called Hip Camp. And Hip Camp was a project idea that got brought up like in 2010, where there were some people from California that had this idea that they would uh, create an app, kind of like Airbnb, that was specific to farms. And then those farms or people that had land could welcome people onto camp. So like tent camp, RV camp, yeah. whatever. Which is cool because you have a lot of people these days that want to do that. that. Exactly. That have RVs, that have tiny houses, that want to go on that adventure. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's the idea is now people can come here to Freedom Harvest Farms in Taft, Texas and can stay here with us on the farm. The, the one main rule that they have is you have to have a bathroom. So, which I think is interesting because I think the way that some people do the bathroom is like composting toilets. So it's, or, oh, yeah. or like a porta potty. So yeah. it doesn't even have to be like, we have a really nice like wash house, so you have like bathroom, a real bathroom. flushing <laughs> toilet, air conditioner in there, you know, that whole kind of thing. Um, but then in addition to that, we also have that big, nice pavilion that I showed you yeah, with the kitchen awesome. and a TV and Wi-Fi and all yeah. of this great stuff. So we've got a really nice place to um, host people. Uh, my goal here, we're not going to, I don't want to do any like big RVs, like massive, like motor buses or whatever, but um, people like me who are going to be traveling in a vehicle and like sleeping in their vehicle, which that's a new thing that's also coming up is that I'm taking my Yukon on the road in August, which another big deal for this like little grounded wanderer farm girl that I am to say I like to travel in August. Last year I went to Hawaii. Yeah. This year well, I'm jumping in my Yukon. It's very hot here. It's so August is a very good time to leave. Exactly. Well, and I, and none of my vegetables are growing and anything like that. And the expectations of like somebody coming to sleep in their tent and under my mesquite tree <laughs> in August is unreal. In 102 degrees yeah. when it might even be warmer because we have a very hot June. 
yeah, upon it's been, us. It went from, yeah, it did. Because we actually had a beautiful spring. We did. We had like a northern mm-hmm. spring. Mm-hmm. It was. I said that California spring. I we kept did. telling everybody, I was we like, did. oh, this is nice. I mean, if California is going to come and come to Texas and come live in Texas, at least they could bring their weather with them. I know. And, and they so, did. Yeah, they did. And you thought that it meant, oh, our summer is going to be mild, but it no. wasn't. No, it, it just was went like, from zero to 60. It did. Like, it was like, okay, we're done 102 degrees. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I at. quit looking at the weather gauge because uh because I I I can't. I just so like I can't. And um the other thing that I I find kind of very fascinating about that like concept of like not looking at the weather or anything like that, it, it, looking at the, the the temperature gauge or whatever is that Have you noticed that compl- that we can we as people can find something to complain about every single day? Oh, every yeah, people always can. Every single Day. And yeah. social media is fun for that because you it's can watch like, it. Oh my God, it's too cold. Oh, now it's too hot. Exactly. It's uh-huh. like, yeah, it's, it's hot. raining. You live in South it's Texas. Dry. The yeah. wind's blowing. There's no wind. Like, I know. Literally every, and I'm like, and I also feel that I don't pay attention to a whole lot of things because I feel like it just jumbles your mind. Because uh-huh. I also feel like a lot of times I don't feel like it's that hot. And then someone yeah. will be like, yes. Oh my God, did you know it's 102 today and we that. have a heat advisory? And then I'm like, it's so hot. Yeah. And prior, I was like, oh, just like a normal like day that. in Texas. And so I, I agree with that. Like, That's just... exactly what I've been figuring out this day. So yeah. I'm like, hey, friends that like like to live a nice life where they don't like aren't ruined by everything that everyone talks about, don't look. Don't look. Just don't look at the temperature gauge. Just yeah. skip it because now also we Also don't just... look at the news. Don't look at all sorts <laughs> of things. Be good about it. Check in and then check out. I've been impressed at how good I've been at like not like to me, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know things. I don't know things either. And I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. And people ask me that a lot of times. They're like, like, do you feel stupid? Like is like with my job and the stuff that we do and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, you know, I check in enough so that I know of like the big things that are happening. Yeah. And if something interests me, I'll go in. But honestly, like I don't have a problem if somebody's like, oh, have you heard about this? And I'm like, no, I don't pay attention to a lot of things. Sorry. Like I just don't care. Like. Well, with my background being in public relations and media and all that kind of stuff, I I remember that back in the day I used to be like, no, you have I have to w- literally watch the news all the time. I have to know everything. I have yeah. to get an NPR. I have to know everything. I have to know everything going on. And now I'm like, I'm one of those people. I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah, I do not. Because so much of it's just n- a distraction. It's just a distraction. It's well, maybe I need the distraction too. But <laughs> well, maybe I'll find. <laughs> funner distractions. So, and then I'm also doing a thing called woofing, which is worldwide organic farming. And it's, it's WWOOF. And that is like workers on the farm. So I'm actually, you know, I've got this big open house now, (laughs) this huge house with all these rooms with no, a bunch of kids all living in it. And for however many years I had literally a house full of teenagers and now I've got bedrooms. So I'm welcoming down, um, or not down from wherever they come from, all over the world could be, uh, people that want to learn on organic farms to come and stay. And the rules with worldwide organic farming is basically you feed people and you board them. And then they do a certain amount of hours of work for you every day that they're here, living here, living at your property or whatever. So I also am signed up on my trip to Michigan to stop in at some hip camp places and some woofing places Check so that out. I can, exactly. And yeah. that's how I like to do it. So, and 
guaranteed there's going to be some likely a Patreon that's going to start. There's going to be some more like podcast and like content that's going to come out of me from this trip and this idea of people, more people being on the farm and all of the things like that, that we're doing. Last thing that's happened here on the farm, that's kind of an, and I actually mentioned it to you and apparently it's a much bigger deal than I've been willing to admit to. And that is I have chickens that are eating eggs and I don't have eggs right now because I've got a flock of like, I don't know, 20 or 30 chickens. And one of them is teaching the other ones how to eat the eggs. It's a problem. And apparently it's like a thing, like a nutrient, de like a nutrient deficiency from one chicken that becomes this like thing. And then that chicken starts doing it and it teaches the other, other chickens, chickens to do it. it. And now they're all doing it. And what's interesting about it that I've noticed in this beginning stages of trying to figure out what's going on with it is that some of the hens are actually trying to hide their eggs. Like they're going and putting their eggs in other places. So I'm finding nests underneath the coop, over in the compost area. Because they're not into the egg eating. They're like, I'm not into this, you guys. I'm yeah. trying to hide my I'm eggs. trying to protect my babies yeah. here. It's interesting. Uh, watching animals is a fascinating thing. And, and the chickens are always a really interesting. It is. Like what thing. makes, like, it's, it, it is interesting. Like what makes those certain ones that are like, oh, yeah, I'll get on this train and eat the eggs. And mm -hmm. then those that are like, hmm, no. No, we need um, to protect our children. We need to protect our children, <laughs> not into eating my babies. Sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like what makes one chicken from the other how interesting yeah yeah it's well been you'll figure it out i hope so i and then and i like i said it's just one more thing on the list of like i mentioned a couple weeks ago that the chickens were eating my tomatoes so we put aviary netting over the whole coop which i didn't have to do that for hawks but we put i'm flapping my arms around as if people can <laughs> see my arms by the way she they is. can like she is i'm describing the top she, she's of the coop. showing you what it looks like right now she is she's like i had to put it on top of the coop and then i had to do this so i can see it so they're not jumping out and eating my tomatoes now so i've got that problem solved but now i've got to get the problem of the egg eater solved and yeah. If I listen to what other people say, I'm about to have to like kill an entire flock of chickens. I don't think you have to do that. I don't want to listen to other people. No, I feel like, I mean, if it's a, it's, if it's a vitamin deficiency, can't we just like put some vitamins or figure out what the deficiency is, fill the deficiency? Good. I probably need to do some more research. Yeah. And then aren't they going to stop? Like it reminds me, this is like not the same, but I had a friend once that had a cat that would bite the heads off of mice. And so she kept finding all these mice outside with like oh. no heads. And she was like, <laughs> what's it doing this with the This is weird, yeah. right? And so she went to the vet and just asked, like, I have my, my cat keeps doing this. And the vet, I don't remember what it was, but he was like, oh, she's deficient in this. Ah. Like you just, because then she'd like come in with like, you know, mouse pieces in her like it was gross like she was like i don't want this to keep on she was deficient in something so she just started putting like a liquid in her water uh-huh that that got it yeah it was like the mouse brain had it uh-huh and so that's why she was eating it yeah. and then she stopped doing it yeah and that so, actually makes a lot of sense to me it makes more sense to me than like bad behavior they have they just have bad behavior yeah like, i don't think it is like it would no. make sense to me that there's yeah. a deficiency and they're like trying to find it like i don't know if it's in the shell if it's in the whatever it is and so it's like if you can just figure that out yeah I feel like animals are smart. They're not going to like eat it because like, you know. Well, so one of the things mean. that we've done over the years with the podcast is I have this thing called unanswered questions. And basically it's like something we've talked about that probably needs a little bit more research. Yeah. So I'm going to put, I'm going to file um, chicken file deficiency that, yes. under unanswered questions. Question. So next week or within the next couple of weeks, 
there will be some other guests here at the dinner table that will be hearing about the solutions I've come up to yeah. with solving this chicken problem. You're going to solve it. Yes, you'll you'll figure course. it out. So we had a really lovely dinner tonight. We did. I enjoyed cooking that meal with you. Before we get into that, I want to talk about a meal that I cooked on my own by myself. I'm cooking several meals a week, but I also, because the my schedule is starting to pan out now, it's like I know I'm going to have on Thursday a, a nice meal and there's usually going right. to be some leftovers. And then usually I'll cook like, you know, on Sunday, I'll like make a chicken in the Instant Pot and then yeah. I can just do some different things with that. And then if I've got some kind of a cooking event, like next week, I have a cooking class again, which by the way, if you guys want to come out to the cooking class, it's on Tuesday. Do it's it. one of the food medicine, food is medicine classes. Ooh. We're going to talk about the autoimmune protocol diet a little bit. And I've already got some people signed up for it. So cool. we did that in my kitchen the last time. If it's a small group, we'll do that again. So if you guys want to come out to that, if you need any information about it, you know how to get a hold of me. You can DM me. You can do all the things. Or you can go to my website because it's up there on my website very easily. AcelinCampbell.com. I had some wild pork again, some ground wild pork and lots of, I've got lots of beans right now. And one of the beans that I have a ton of right now is, um, Asian long beans. Have you ever eaten those before? I don't think so. They grow, they're pole beans. So they grow up a trellis uh -huh. and they grow yard. They're like a yard long bean. Oh my gosh. So they're almost like how like black eyed peas. Yeah. They're grow. exactly like black eyed peas, okay. but they're super long. Okay. And they have that very same type of consistency. Um, they're meatier and they're a a bean that is used in all kinds of Asian dishes. Like probably if you've eaten Like I've probably eaten yes. them. I just didn't yes. know if that's what they were called. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I had a bunch of those and I looked up a recipe and I found it and Gaising Gaising green beans with pork. And the literal translation of Gaising Gaising means wake up, wake up because it's a spicy, savory dish. Mm -hmm. And I just said, okay, let's see what this is. It's simple. You know, it says cooking oil. Of course, I'm using coconut oil or olive oil or avocado oil because I stick with the cleaner oils. And uh, and then, of course, the onion. You, know, you guys know I've got all kinds of beautiful onions from the gardens right now. Ooh, can you guys hear the crop duster? Yeah. That's not my friend, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cursing him though. And he's going to be very safe in his little tiny flying machine. And someday we're not going to have sprays over the top of our, um... like, please stay away from my organic farm. Exactly. Thanks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Every... Yeah. I can't tell you the number of people that come and ask me like, don't they fly over and what happens? If... And I'm like, we watch. And if we see anything, wow. but honestly, I'll tell you because we've been out here since, um, 2011, 2012, really. Um, over the years, my dad has seen overspray. Wow. And yeah. now there's enough people that live out here that any time that has happened over the years, that the, they know the farm, everybody knows the farmers yeah. and they call the farmers. Yeah. And what I've noticed is they only fly on dead wind days Good. now. They're smart. Well, that's nice. But in the past, yeah. it was not. You, they were flying by when it was, anyway, so and, you total know, tangent. Place. Yeah. But I, when, when I'm like, there's a plane. Oh, it's loud. That's really a loud plane. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So the wild pork went in, of course. So we've still got a little bit of that. We're using cloves, plenty of cloves. You can always use lots of clove, garlic clove, um, not cloves, garlic cloves. Um, and then it called for shrimp paste. I, I don't just have shrimp oh, yeah. pa paste in my pantry. Although I have a lot of weird things in my pantry that but normal not that. people don't have. Yeah. Um, and then of course the beans, 
on their thing, it says green beans, Baggio beans, French beans or whatever. But I noticed that when I did the research for Asian beans, that's what came up with it. And then a coconut milk, chili peppers. Yeah. So I've got all these beautiful chili peppers. And that's the thing with the autoimmune protocol diet is that um, I'm reintroducing beans is a reintroduction. Right. And so is um, nightshades. So, okay. so tomatoes uh, peppers. and peppers, yeah. mm -hmm. eggplant, all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. So I'm entering, entering all of that stuff into it. And so I made that and then you add into it some fish sauce and it was really easy to cook. It was, uh, basically a stir fry and it was kind of creamy, uh, creamy. And I would say it had a little bit of a broth, not a thick broth. And it was um, good. It was great. And then you, and it was spicy. So that mm -hmm. was the thing that I thought, you know, was like unexpected. And then if you think about the coconut milk with the fish sauce, it's kind of got this like yeah. tangy, like creamy. I don't know. I thought it was really good. I ate it. I ate it for three days. I'm an, a leftover eater. Do you eat leftovers? I am a leftover eater. Yeah. The rest of my family is not, uh -huh. which is annoying. I don't yeah. usually use that kind of word, but it's annoying yeah. because they're like, I mean, even my husband, when you talked about like making a chicken and then you'll make stuff with it, uh -huh. like, I'll make a chicken. And then if I use it like later in the week, he's like, is this repurposed chicken? Yeah. Uh -huh. And I'm like, yeah, uh -huh. it is. It's just as good if I would have made new chicken. But yeah, I'm a definitely leftover eater. I will eat things for days. Well, when good. you like, and th this is one of the things that we've always talked about at the dinner table is when you buy, you know meat from the farmer's market that's super expensive yeah. and you're buying the freshest vegetables and you're cooking at home, it just yeah, starts to I get think to where it's like too much. Well, and I think a lot of it too is like, I'm the meal preparer. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if if I can cook something and everybody eats it for lunch the next day and then exactly. dinner for two more days, like bonus, mm -hmm. where if you're not the dinner preparer, you're kind of like, well, where's the new thing? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do the new thing, <laughs> you know? Right. Where's the new thing? Yeah. So that's what, that's basically what I've been doing over the weeks is kind of just like making stuff and then kind of letting it last. And then a chicken's a great example because a chicken is going to get repurposed oh, yeah. and I'm going to make chicken salad or I'm going to put sure. it in my chicken wraps for lunch for a couple of days. Put uh, it in chicken noodle soup. I do all the, all the things. things with the chicken. Yeah. As <laughs> a matter the, of fact. Make the bone broth exactly. once it's done. Yeah. I've even gotten to the point where like um, I had a bunch of bone broth and I didn't have any containers to put in it. And so I just took the bone broth through carrots and potatoes and had like a vegetable soup bone broth. <laughs> like it didn't even have any chicken in it. Yeah. It just had the bone broth with the chicken in it. So then tonight we took, um, my brother is a fisherman. I mentioned that to you. And he had just, him and his son, Jack, had just caught a bunch of drum, like a huge yeah. amount of black drum. And so we had gone over there for Father's Day and they had fried a bunch of fish. And I, I, you know, he knows kind of that I'm, my life has changed and I'm dealing with things a little bit differently. I'm like, hey, buddy, you got any of that shrimp to send, you got any of that fish to send home with your sister? And he's like, of course I do. And he's telling me like, okay, you got to cut the thing and you got to pull the bone out and all the, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm smart. I can handle this. I can do this. And I get home tonight and I, so I, so that's one of the things that I did before you got here because I didn't want to like be all like stupidly not knowing what I was doing. <laughs> I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> and so, but then either way, I'm like, I'm paranoid about the bones. So I'm like, can you be careful with the bones? And of course, guess what? I've got she like had all the bones, 20 bones on my plate. I had none. Perfect. <laughs> not a one. And I ate all my food. All of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was a really simple and they actually called it the 
Provencal. Is that how you pronounce that? Have you ever heard that word before? Provencal. No. Provencal. Oh, yeah. Like herbs de Provencal. That. Yeah. Yeah. No. French. Mm. Nice yeah. little French dish. Um, baked fish with roasted potatoes and mushrooms. And of course it's got the potatoes. That's potato is a reintroduction because it's a nightshade. So that's one of the things I'm reintroducing as well. Um, and we used my potatoes here from the farm, purple potatoes, red yeah. potatoes, white potatoes, all these beautiful potatoes. Um, and then the drum that was on top of that. And then I grabbed some of the, here's an interesting thing. Did you know now that H-E-B labels their Texas stuff, Texas roots. And so you, and then it'll actually tell you where in Texas. So there's a lot of vegetables in H-E-B now that are from Texas. I have been noticing that mm -hmm. a lot of, even some of their um, more like canned products and stuff mm -hmm. too, they'll say like made in Texas, mm -hmm. grown in Texas. Um, yeah. Yes, I have noticed that. It's exciting. Like yeah. that's, and, and it was funny because it was an interesting conversation at, I don't know, wherever I was the other day um, where people were talking about things that basically they were saying that like because over enough years now, people ask H-E-B for what they want and H-E-B is responsive. H-E-B gets it. They do. Every time I've done that before. Uh -huh. I've been like, I need this. Uh -huh. And they're like, okay, it might take us a moment, but like we'll get it. And yeah. they do. Yeah. And that's why they're. That's why I think they've become already the the greatest age store in the whole country. Um, like I, I think, think they're labeled. Is, like I yeah. always say, like I could leave Texas. Like I could. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I like it, but you know yeah. I'm from the north. Yeah. And I always say I'd I'd miss H E B the most. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love that store. Like I it's do. It's great. Yeah. yeah, they do a great job. And so I've been really impressed with like, and I, the reason I brought that out is because the mushrooms is, their organic mushrooms are, and you'll notice that it actually has, you guys, it has a label on it now. It's called Texas Roots. And you will also notice that a lot of times you'll, you'll see coupons hanging all around that are like, if you buy this many dollars worth of Texas Roots vegetables, yeah. then you'll get like a discount. And so keep an eye out for that kind of thing. But the mushrooms that are, they're Texas mushrooms Texas growing mushrooms. in Texas mushrooms. Yeah. And I love that so much because in 2012, I did a TEDx talk called um, something about change, home, uh, creating a revolution in your hometown. I don't remember yeah. what the exact title was. But one of the things I said right off the bat was stop eating strawberries that are not organic. And if you don't have organic strawberries in your grocery store or local strawberries in your grocery store, tell your grocery store because it will never change unless we start yeah. telling people what we want. Yeah. And I'm like, 11 years later, we're getting what we want yeah. because we tell people what we want. And that's really nice. So what did you think about um, the dinner tonight? What did you I think about it? that? Like, I thought it was great. Like I told you when we were eating, well, I had no bones. So that was wonderful. Yes. Um, I thought, I think you, I think we um, figured out it was the oregano. Yeah. So I used all fresh vegetables. I mean, or, or fresh, all fresh herbs. herbs. Yeah. I feel like I am like a... I'm like a on and off person with oregano. Sometimes oregano tastes really good to me and sometimes it tastes really floral uh -huh. to me. And so it wasn't an every bite, but there were a few bites where I was like, whoa, this tastes like very floral. Yeah. And I think that was – It had lavender, sage, oregano, and thyme all yeah. in it. And I looked at what is Provencal. Provencal. I looked at that. To see what they're using, and they they said like oregano, rosemary, lavender. I don't remember if they had thyme and sage or not, yeah. but I was like, well, I'm just gonna make fresh herbs with my own herbs, yeah. you know, and that's where where we'll get our stuff from. So I I honestly it 
I think that the the vegetables with the herbs and the potatoes and the mushroom and all of that the was really tasty. Potatoes and mushroom were so good, and that yeah. salad was very good too. Well, that salad, yeah, that's that's the award winning fig salad that we've been having week after week after yeah. week, and it had the honey from the back, yes. the beehive, and the red wine vinegar that we talked about a few weeks ago that my dad's making with the grapes. You drank the wine too. Yeah, I drank the What'd wine. What'd you think? okay yeah you know i mean it's a (laughs) i'm a wine person yeah so it's it's definitely a new wine yeah you know i mean it has that very new kind of Uh a little more fruity oh definitely you know taste to it um i mean i drank it like i wasn't like oh gosh yeah i can't drink this like yeah it was good it is a little sweet i Um, completely i'm more of a drier super dry drier older it wasn't the best dinner we've had in the last couple of weeks, but it was really different and fresh yeah. and delicious. And I really liked it. And I loved having the potatoes and clearly potatoes has become one of the things. Potatoes, green beans, tomatoes, peppers, all have been reintroduced to me now. And I don't seem to be having any issues well, with good. any of that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm really paying a lot of attention to when it comes to, um, reintroduction, I'm paying a lot of attention to my skin, my joints, uh, my mind clarity, how clear my mind stays and stuff like that. So, but, um, I'm enjoying all the different foods that we're eating. It's really, it's really good. So thank you. I enjoyed it. And thank you for cooking. Oh, you're welcome. Cutting the potatoes and cutting the garlic and with her fancy Taylor Swift nails, by the way, yeah. I made her cut the garlic. Like long, long, crazy glittery nails right now. Cause I was at Taylor Swift this past weekend. That's fun. I it love was that. Fun. How was Taylor Swift? She was amazing. Good. She did not disappoint. I love it. So whenever I started making my list after going, okay, the format of the podcast is going to change and I'm going to start bringing people to the dinner table. And I kind of started like going through my list and thinking like, oh, who would be interesting people? And of course you mentioned like, oh, you should bring some chefs. And I was like, oh, I got chefs, girl. I got chefs, you know. (laughs) Um, I thought about you and I thought, well, First of all, you're going to be easy to bring on a podcast because your profession is talking. So, yeah, talk <laughs> so that lot. part won't be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also thought, you know, with the timing of everything, that it might be really interesting to just, um, you know, hear what you have to say at the dinner table. And you and I, like, we're both from Corpus Christi, but we didn't really meet. I mean, I I, th- I feel like it's possible we cross paths because yeah, we're the two sure type of like yeah. networking people that cross yeah. paths. But um, we didn't really cross paths until I came across your coaching services online during the pandemic, right? like right at the beginning of the pandemic. And the main reason for me, and it's still carrying through, um, was the idea that I have issues with worth and money and making money. And I'm one of those types of people that can make anything in the world happen, but I've never made a lot of money. Like I've yeah. never had a big salary. I've never had, right. a, you know, I've never, my money often came from other people, you yeah. know? And one of the things you've actually taught me over the years is like, what the fuck does it make if it's your money or somebody else's money? Correct. <laughs> and not only that, but I think a lot of people don't realize too, is that, I mean, for pretty much since humans created money, uh-huh. a very small percentage of people have ever gotten to have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so it's very, very new to us as humans to all of a sudden have opportunities because prior you didn't have opportunities. It was like the money stayed with the people who had the money. It was mm-hmm. gener- generationally passed down, period, end of story. The rest of the people worked and they died. 
Yeah. And now we're kind of in this new state where there's all these opportunities. Oh, and I kind have a ridiculous like, amount of our opportunities. Well, exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, classism is starting to fall away and racism is starting to fall away and all these different things that used to keep people in their boxes is starting to fall away, at least in more of the modernized, westernized countries, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously it still exists. Like we know that. But all of a sudden now there's, I mean, women couldn't even have a bank account until like, I mean, gosh, the seventies mm -hmm. almost, you know, you couldn't even have a credit card until barely the seventies or the eighties without a man signing on it. Mm -hmm. And so we often sit here and think like, oh my God, what's my problem? Mm -hmm. Why can't I just, yeah. and, and I think we have to sometimes take a step back and be like, wait a second, like this is really new to my human. This is really mm -hmm. new to a woman, to you know, a person maybe that has an entire ancestry of working, mm -hmm. working, 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 never being able to acquire wealth, mm -hmm. right? And so, of course, there's going to be a lot of stuff you're going to have to look at and explore and overcome and heal so that now your person in this life is like, mm, I can do this. Bring in the money. It's time. Yeah. And that, and so what the timing of it was this. I left Grow Local South Texas in 2019. I call it retired, but really I transitioned into back into a corporate marketing in the healthcare industry job because I, I wanted to make good money. I wanted to make a bunch of money all of a sudden. And um, I did that right at the beginning of the pandemic. I didn't know it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. And then immediately decided that A, the company that I had signed up to work for was a bunch of crazy people. And B, it was in the middle of a pandemic and shit was crazy. Yeah. And so I quit my job. So yeah. now I didn't have the little bit of income that I was making from Girl Local. And I also didn't have the big corporate money that I was making. And the I was in the position. The best laid plans. Exactly. Right? Oh, all, oh, good Lord. If you <laughs> like, you know, I guess you do know a little bit of it at this point. But yeah, everything best laid plans. And so I came out of that, but I, my intentions really were, I was ready to be independent with my own money. That was yeah. part of the reason why I took the corporate job was because yeah. I was ready to be independent with my own money. And now I was in the middle of a pandemic without a job at all yeah, and wanting to start a business or really wanting to strengthen my business of what I really needed to be doing to begin with from all the beginning of it and didn't know how to do it yeah. and just looked at my life and I was like the one block I have never, I don't have issues with finding partners. I don't have issues with creating anything I want, beautiful houses and I'm a beautiful woman and I take care of my body and my health yeah. is good. So all the things a lot of other people might be constantly trying to manifest. Like you did it. You're like, check, check, check. Where's, mine was the money. the money. Mine was the money, the money block. And so uh, when I would hear you talking about money blocks and those yeah. kinds of things. I wanted to talk to you about that. And I, or I wanted to like be involved in the coaching and things that you're doing about that. And so I followed you specifically about that stuff to try to work that stuff out. But I found it really interesting because I was one of the people that got involved in kind of following a life coach or not just one life coach. I actually like followed some other people too. Right. Some people that you kind of connected us yeah. with, you know, other people. And, um, I found it really interesting what happened with life coaching during the pandemic and like, how, yeah, like really there was exploded. just this rise, a crazy yeah. rise. Like what was your thoughts about the whole, what was going on? Well, I think a few things happened. One, I think you had a lot of bored people, right? Yeah. So a lot of people were stuck at home, mm -hmm. not doing a whole lot and they took to the internet. 
Yep. Right? So that happened. I think we had an influx of money for a lot of people, yes. right? So the government was like, Like oh, almost like play money. Like, oh, well, let just- me just <laughs> throw you some money. Yeah. Right? So you just had this extra money coming at you. So that happened. Uh-huh. And then I think a lot of people were forced to look at their lives. Yes. So I always say it was kind of like, and I honestly think we should have done a little bit more of it, but I feel like a lot of the pandemic was almost like the universe being like, yes, y'all go to your room. Yeah. And you sit there and you think about what you've done, uh-huh. you know, and like when you've done that, we'll let you come out. Well, and I don't even think that many people really sit there and look at what they've done. And that's done. what I was going to say. I think we could have done a better job at it. <laughs> I really think we could have done a better job at it. But I do think that there was a a group of a, a decent chunk of people that that all of a sudden had a lot of issues. Like it was like, oh my God, like now I can't distract myself with going out with my friends. Now I can't distract myself with this constant busyness. And like my mm-hmm. kids are driving me crazy and my spouse, I'm going to strangle them. And oh my God. And it was like, okay, where do I go to like, and it's just like, they go to the internet to start looking for this. Mm-hmm. And there's all these people now that they're like, oh my God, oh, how to make this happen. Oh, how to do this. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so they started paying attention. Mm-hmm. because it was there and they were bored and then they had the money. And so it was like, Ooh, yeah, let's see how this goes. So did, so to me, it looked like not just you and other people, but it looked like it was happening with a lot. Like all of a sudden it was just like everywhere and money was moving really fast. Did it, did it maintain? Did it sustain? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think that it's always been like that in Mm -hmm. the coaching world, really. I mean, I think there was a boom to some degree, Mm -hmm. but, and this was part of kind of why we changed our business model. You know, a lot of the personal development coaching world is really in a hype marketing kind of Mm -hmm. dopamine inducing Mm -hmm. marketing. Yeah. Um, And so it's always been a place where we kind of just hook people in real fast and like, you know, tell them they need all this. It's very much based on like a break you model. Our business never was, but a lot of them are where Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm going to get you in here and then I'm going to show you that like you can't do it without all the rest of my stuff, you know? And so you got to keep going and keep going and keep going. And so there's, it's always been a fast money industry. It really has. I think there was definitely a spike during 2020. Um, I think it maintained for some of us, but I think a lot of people came crashing, came crashing down Afterwards, I think that there's been a lot of, you know, I'm one of the ones that talk about a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about now, the dopamine, the Mm -hmm. hype marketing, the kind of the stuff that's just, I don't think we should be doing Mm -hmm. anymore. And so I think there was a lot of those of us who had made millions and millions doing it now turning around and saying, wait a second. I don't know. And like once you start to shine light on this, people start to see it and they're like, oh my God. And so then they, they don't bye, 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 mm-hmm. like they were. And I think you also had a lot of people that ran out of money. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they were like, oh my God, I have invested all this money in this. And like, it worked and it was great, but like, I'm out of money. Yeah. You know, and like needed mm-hmm. a moment to mm-hmm. like um, catch up. It was one of the reasons, you know, I see this as we go into the future. We really changed our entire business to go to a membership model and have it be more accessible mm-hmm. to people because I really see as we continue to to go as humans that people aren't going to want to spend the money they were spending on personal development. People aren't going to be like, no, I'm not going to pay you $5,000 to talk to you once a week. Like, get out of here, you right. know? And so yeah. and so it's been interesting because I'm a person that often really sees like where the world's going. Yeah. And so we really kind of 
are one of the first to kind of create what we've created, like kind of like a membership model where mm -hmm. all of our, and I remember my husband, I remember telling him I was going to do this. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. You're charging thousands of dollars for each one of these programs and people are paying it. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to take all of them and put them in one place and charge like, like 80 or $90 a month. Uh huh. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, that's the worst business idea ever. And I was like, mm, I can see we're sh like short term, yeah. yes, yeah. but long term, no, yeah. because like this is sustainable and this is scalable to the millions. Uh huh. You know, it's and kind it's of like steady. It's commit. It's it a commitment. Is. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like what Walmart did back in the day, where you know Sam Walmart said like, I want more people to have access to stuff. I'm gonna lower my prices, and everybody was like, Wow, you're never gonna make money. Uh -huh. Good luck, dude. Uh -huh. You know, it's what Netflix did, and like block. They came and you know Netflix came to Blockbuster at one point and was like, Will you buy us for a million dollars? And Blockbuster laughed them out of the right. room. Yeah. And then two years later, Blockbuster was out of business, and Netflix was a billion dollar company. Yeah. You know, so. I see where this industry is going. In this industry, a lot of people need help. A lot of yeah. people need access to the knowledge and the understanding. And right now, it is a very exclusive, privileged place. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. and it's like we have to change that. If our goal is to really shift humanity, if our goal is to really help people heal and help people, you know, get over their trauma. We can't do it the way we're doing it. We can't charge thousands of dollars. We can't even charge $125 per therapy session. Like that, it's, that is not yeah. accessible to 98% of the globe. Right. You know, and so, you know, I'm really proud of what we've kind of done and we've, as we've gone through the pandemic and shifted, um, and, and we, we also change our pricing too, based on countries. Like we try to do it, like, you know, we have people from like, you know, Turkey, they're like, uh, $85 a month is like what I pay for my rent, <laughs> Yeah, you know? And so yeah. we're like, okay, then what's comparable to you? And they're right. like $10 US and we're like, fine, come on in. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think there was this huge boom and it was cool to be a part of it, but it's, I think the future is going to be even cooler in this industry as we start to really get the people who need it the most, this work. How do you process some of these same types of things that I'm talking to you about, about like when, when you make a major shift and things are like different and you can foresee, I think the thing that happens with people like us that can see the future basically, yeah. um, is that we make shifts faster than the rest of the world makes them. Yeah. How do you process your own personal worth with why people aren't because you said something to me earlier the night where you said um all these people said they wanted this thing and i'm right. like girl that's the story of my life with and like they, grow local and the farmers markets and vegetables yeah. and everybody wants a garden everybody wants vegetables yeah. everybody wants a good farmer's market I, I get all the things going i set up the classes i do all the things you want me to do and then nobody shows up yeah how do you Right. So process that feeling. You know, so part of it is, I mean, it's what I teach. You got to feel the emotion. Then you got to put the good stuff in. You got to learn to love yourself despite whatever's happening in your outside world. It doesn't matter. It's all just, you know, whatever it is. But what I've really learned is I, I stopped listening to what people wanted. I stopped yeah. listening to what people wanted and I started to really ask myself, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do I want to contribute to the world? Yeah. What feels good to me? What makes me happy? What brings 
me joy. And whenever I do that, everything always works out. It's yeah. when I start listening to the people. It's when I start really losing confidence in myself yeah. and trying to listen to what they want and give them what they want and it doesn't work. And then it usually, you know, I process it the way I teach to process it. it you will find me crying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Right? Why didn't this work? Mm-hmm. Why didn't this work? You know, and I'll get all the all the ick out, all the old stuff out, and then I'll pick myself up and dry my tears and remind myself that I'm awesome and remind my body that it's safe to go after my dreams. And then I'll stop listening to people tell me what they think I should do and I'll start doing what I know I should do. Yeah, I think that generally speaking, there's just a lot of healing which actually sure. one of the courses that I took with you that I loved the most was called Heal. Yep. And I think that there's generally a lot more healing that has to occur mm-hmm. um, that is all from like ancestral stuff that we've talked about. Sure. But then also like in these recent years, like new traumas and pandemic traumas and yeah. the grief of, you know, the things that we're dealing with. And so I think that, um, I'm very, I'm very grateful for the support and help that I have gotten from coaches like you and other people in this yeah. community. And, um, I was always really, uh, in love with the idea that you and I were both in Corpus Christi. I was too. I'm like, yay, I have somebody in Corpus Christi. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that that was fun. And it always feels like I, I always look at the world where I see some of my favorite like speakers, because I follow all kinds of people, right. you know, um, Abraham Hicks and Marianne Williamson. And when I find out where they are, like, I don't know if you know this, but there's this really amazing meditation, like uh, Buddhist type temple thing in Dallas. Like one of the best ones in the world is oh. in Dallas. And then you've got Abraham Hicks in San Antonio. And then I'm all like, Sarah Longoria is in Corpus Christi. You know, so I always think about like, I see, I see people like us in the world as like lighthouses. Yeah. And it's like, there's a reason why we're in Corpus Christi. Yeah. And it's not necessarily what we might think of like, oh, we're going to just like convince this whole Corpus Christi to change. No, it's really just more about like, we're like these little light bulbs all across the world. And if you could see it from God's view, it looks very different in these like light bulbs all across the world. And we're in the places that we're in. I mean, even if you look at like our astrological signs of being born where we were born and what our like goals and skills and talents are, it has everything to do with like why we were born in this area. Um, And so I've found that really fascinating that both of us are here. And so I want you now to tell everybody, how how do other people find you? I found you, but how do other people find you? Yeah, so you can find me online. Uh, the majority of our business is virtual. So um, obviously Facebook, Sarah Longoria, Instagram, I am Sarah Longoria. We have a YouTube channel that has a ton of free content um, mm-hmm. called How to Be a Happy Human. Okay. Um, we also have our website, Hey You Human, with a U, not mm-hmm. the word you, but heyyouhuman.com. Lots of fun stuff on there. And we also have our own app as well. So you can go to the app store and go to Hey You Human and download that. We have a free membership on there and a paid membership on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of places. You, oh, we also have a podcast. Yes. Uh-huh. The Happy Human Podcast. Where can we hear that? On any of the podcast yep, that's platforms? On all, all the places. Uh-huh. All the places. So yeah. 
I go over, um, not every Wednesday, but as often as I can, it kind of depends on what's happening with the weather in my garden, but I listen to you on Wednesdays on YouTube. You do live on Wednesdays, yeah. right? Yeah. We've actually paused that for a moment. Okay. Um, but there's a lot on there. Like our YouTube channel just has all yeah. sorts of stuff Yeah. on there and we'll get back on there live. We're just trying to kind of re-envision what we want with that. I remember listening to you a couple weeks ago and, um, something you said, I was like, yeah, that's me. That's me. And it was about your son. You were talking about how, um, he takes baths and showers when he doesn't feel well. Yes. I'm exactly that same way. Like y'all, so, like we will get like to where he's like three baths uh-huh. a day, four showers. Like if he has like a cold or something, yeah. to wake up in the middle of the night, like, can I take a shower? And I'm like, can you make it till morning? He's like, I cannot. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm that person. Yeah. I've always been that person. And then I and then I was curious about what his sign was. And you said he was an Aries. And I was like, I bet it has something to do with the fire sign. The fire that sign needs sense. the water. Like needs we need the water to like calm us down and cool yeah. us down and all of that. I actually went from red to purple in my hair mm-hmm. um, when my fire got so like out of control in the last couple of years that I just like, but then I ended, everybody was like, no, no, you're fire. You're red. You you should go back to red. (laughs) Um, but like, like trying to cool my fire down, my sacral fire, you know, like masculine, you know, like try to cool it down sometimes. So I think that that's, I mean, I was talking to a friend the other day. He was like something about water conservation or whatever. And he's like super, super strict, like off the grid, like conservation, like everything he does is like, I, I, I can't even he compete with this guy. He would not approve of my son and his, <laughs> like, and his healing and his water healing yeah. needs. <laughs> yeah, I go, listen, I couldn't live on this plant. Like I, actually what I told him was my greatest fear in life is losing the luxury of a warm bath. Like yeah. when I think about like, oh my God, what would, what would I do without a hot bath? Like, you know, like yeah. I, that, that's, that's my luxury. So I'm not a very good conservationist when it comes to water and bath water. <laughs> my household is definitely not like, <laughs> I'm more of the person that sits there and thinks, okay, I don't actually want to change how I live. I just want to figure out how we fix the problem that occurs from how I live. Yes. Right? Like, I don't want to use less water. I don't want to stop using my single-use plastic. I don't want to stop flying in a plane and driving my car. How can we just make these things work so that they're not causing – Not killing us, not causing, you know, like these terrible things to the planet. Like, I'm pretty sure we're smart enough to figure that out, guys. Yeah. Stop trying to hold – Stop trying to hold me back and just fix the problem. (laughs) We are. We are. I um, was recently listening to a book called um, Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. I want to talk about that on a future like probably Patreon podcast. Um, And he was talking about the thing is – the thing about all of that stuff is is that we – you have to inspire people to like – like what is it that actually changes the way you behave – um, and it can't just be like telling people, oh, we're going to ban bags or we're going to. No, you can't you, like, shame them into it. That doesn't, that doesn't work. work. It yeah, doesn't work. That it's got to be, work. I'm inspired by. So that's it. I mean, I, I actually think that is what we are doing that actually yeah. is beneficial. And that is inspiring people to do things differently. Well, and that I think every, you. I think every problem, we already know the solution to it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people that are holding these solutions, they don't know who they are. They're mm-hmm. not, they haven't done the work yet. And so it's like, I think just inspiring people to just become who they're meant to be. 
yeah. is also such an important part of this because I think that all the solutions are here. Mm-hmm. We just need to find the people and inspire those people that are meant to to do it. You know, I always think of Henry Ford, who now you think of like the car is the problem. But, you know, when he wanted to create his motor, he locked those engineers in a room and told them, don't come out until you create this motor I want. And they kept coming out for years. It's impossible. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. He just kept sending them back in. Went bankrupt almost twice doing it, you know? <sighs> just kept sending them back into the room and saying, no, it's possible. And eventually they came out and said, here you go. Yeah. And so it's like we just need more of that energy. Mm-hmm. We just need more of that energy of like, no, you guys, everything we want is possible. Everything. Stop settling. Yeah. Stop trying to calibrate down and think we don't get to have all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get to be that good for us and start believing, no, it does. In it fact, does. it already is. It already is. Yeah. And it only gets yeah. to be better. Yeah. It's not that bad, guys. Like everybody take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. We're going to get through this. <laughs> it's it's not that bad. Like. Thank you. I needed to hear that today. Yes. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. It's not that, it's bad. Not that bad. You've done harder things. Humanity has been through harder things. Yeah. We're going to be okay. I have done har- harder things. You have things. done harder things. <laughs> I have done harder things. Okay. So um, we do with that random question, the table topics. You know, okay, it's but- not like we needed something extra to talk about. No. But- but let me tell you what just happened. Yes, tell us. So we're sitting here and she has these two little bins of cards. And uh-huh. one of them is just like sitting there open and she's looking through it. And then there's a little cube next to it with cards in it that uh-huh. says, do not use on show. Yeah. And I said, what are the do not use on show cards? She goes, I don't know. I, I didn't put them in there. And I said, pick a card from there. So we're doing a do not use on show. <laughs> so- I don't know who made these fucking rules, but we're not but following we're, we're them. We're breaking up. We're, we're breaking following. up. We're not following them. They're not for us. Okay. So are you ready for this? Ready. How are you different from everyone else? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I would say the main way I'm different than everybody else is that I truly believe in the limitless potential of humanity. And so, you know, I'll give you an example because my, I've passed this on to my kids. So my daughter has a cold right now Mm -hmm. and she wanted Chick-fil-A for for lunch. And I said, baby, you're, you're getting over this cold. I don't think Chick-fil-A is the smart choice. And she said, why? And I said, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't help our bodies get healthy. And she goes, it helps my body get healthy. <laughs> and I said, well, no, honey, in general, it doesn't help humans get healthy. And she goes, well, maybe my body's not human. Like, like I mean, like, yeah. you know, that is very much how I roll. She's a Sagittarius. Yeah. But, 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 <laughs> you told but, me that. <laughs> yes. But it's very much how I roll too, is yeah. like, you know, people always want to limit us. People always want to say you have to fit into this box. People mm-hmm. always want to say, like, it can't be that way. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I'm always like, but why? Yeah. Who decided that? Who got to make Who that rule? Who made up that rule? Like, yeah. we get to do what we want, how we want. Like, that is, and, and too many people have not been told that, including myself. Like, I didn't believe this for my whole life, mm-hmm. you know, but so many people have never been told that. So many people have been told, of course, you can't do that. You're going to be this for the rest of your life. Like, knock off those dreams. Yeah. And so I would say one of the biggest ways that I'm different is like, I am always trying to figure out how I can break to the, the impossible, break the limits of yeah. this world. I mean, like when I saw you growing grapes in South Texas, I yes. was like, you're growing grapes yes. in South Texas. And she was like, I am. And I was like, I love seeing people do things I never thought was possible. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. I, I think I, I would say that that's definitely like, I'm a rule breaker period. Yeah. And the reason I'm a rule breaker is because. Cause who made these stupid rules anyways? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and I, and I'm funny where it's like, if I follow a rule, it's because to me, the rule makes perfect yeah, sense. It does, yeah. But if I break the rule, which is most of the rules, that's the case. But I will tell you that this is one thing I've figured out about myself at this age. And that is I was born believing that I had it in me to change the world. Yeah. And so every day I wake up trying to change the world, which makes me feel like a failure a lot of times because I'm like, who made you think you were special enough to freaking change the world? But at the same time, the world has already been changed just because I was born and exist. Yeah, That's all it. All of us. Just yeah. period. That's yeah. it. But it's this like thing that I have literally hold, held on to, which I don't know. I it, it I don't know that it makes me different. It makes me think different. Yeah. That's I agree. what it does. It just makes me think different. And so I get up every day thinking about, well, what can I do different? Yeah. And what can, how can I be different? Right. And yeah. so I think about being a different kind of person, which means that if, uh, how do we change the things we don't like? We inspire people. Mm -hmm. We do things differently. And yeah. the way that we do things differently in a way that is loving and kind and compassionate and inspiring inspires people. And so I think that that's what makes people like us have the ability to inspire people to join us and come along yeah. and learn from us. Well, because I think we believe. Like, yeah. I believe in humanity. I believe in the good. Yeah. I am someone that no matter how shit it gets, yes. I find that good nugget in there yep. and know that it's it's going to, like, it, it's going, it's here for us. Like, mm -hmm. it's not... A random act is here for us and it's good in its own way even though it seems really mm, right now yeah. you know you're gonna look back and be like oh well yeah that was good um even if it still isn't good and necessarily how we think about things as humans like you look at a pandemic and you think well that wasn't good but i don't know there was a lot yeah. of good that came out of that there's a lot yeah. of things that i believe that year has set into motion yep. that we are going to see come out decades from now because of that moment back there. Yeah, truly. I agree. I, I 100% and I talk about that on a regular basis is that like so much good came out of that um, grief, but there's a lot of grief. But the thing about it is, is that we deal with grief. Yeah. Like I'm dealing with grief right now. It's, yeah. a, it's not something that you can, I think that it's a part of life. And so we deal with grief. But then what were the opportunities that came out of the grief, yeah. you know, and that's what makes us the amazing next phase of humanity. Thank you so much for being here Thank with you. me tonight. Thank you for taking the time out of your, I know, so busy schedule not and busy. coming and having a delicious cooking. I always say I'm not you wore your busy. apron. I did wear my apron. You're amazing. I'm so grateful for you mm -hmm. being here. And I'm also so grateful for all of you friends that show up at the dinner table every week to hear um, what's going on at the dinner table and who's at the dinner table this week. And I would love it if you guys would go over to my YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on YouTube, just click that subscribe button. If you're listening to this on a general podcast, wherever you might listen into podcasts and you have an interest in YouTube, know that you can also listen to me on YouTube and subscribe over there as well. And then of course you also know that if you go to 
dinnertabletalks.com, which is where the show notes are. You'll get the recipes and all of the things that are information about Sarah, all the things that are up there on there. But as well, you'll see at the top, it says support the podcast. Click the support the podcast button and throw a couple bucks my way because it keeps me in business and keeps, keeps me doing. Keeps the farm alive. It friends. totally keeps the farm alive. Thank you guys.